on uh, why should believers prosper? Why? And we talked about this, so I need you all to stand up. We, we need our ears tweaked by the Lord so we can hear correctly. <laughs> Before you start fighting me, <laughs> listen to what God is saying. Amen? The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ears to hear as to learn. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Am I finding this? Thank you. You know, usually when I'm coming with a message that is really important in the body of Christ, usually the things that are so crucial for Christianity, that's what the enemy opposes. And Christians fight about it. And some believe one way and some believe the other way. Years ago, when I was in Texas A&M working on my PhD, I was listening to Chuck Swindle. You know how many of you know Chuck Swindle? Chuck Swindle has something against healing. And he was preaching for weeks about the fact that God doesn't heal anymore. And many times I'll listen to him because he has a large following around the country. Many times I'll listen to him. I get so upset, I shut the radio off. And then I tell myself, I need to hear everything he's saying. And I turn it back on and listen for a while. And he says something that really offends me. And I shut it back off. My wife, she was in Nigeria. She didn't know much about it. She came. And when we started ministry, she bought a lot of tapes of Chuck Swindle to teach me how to preach. Mama, sorry, but that's the truth. And she says, you must listen to him. I said, no, 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 not him. Anybody but him. I'm not listening to him. Angela said to me, you don't know everything. You need to learn from these guys. These are guys that I says, anyone but him. I'm not listening to him. I don't want his tapes. So Angela started listening to the tapes and enjoying herself. And then I finally find out she's not listening anymore. So I called Angela. Why did you quit? I don't like his tapes. Now you found out. You find out this is not good. Sometimes what you hear from the big preachers doesn't mean they know everything. You need to, you need to search the scriptures for your, own, for your own good. Because it's going to affect you, your children, and their children. That's the way it works. And the Bible says a thousand generations. What you believe is so important. Don't just listen to me because pastor is saying something. Read the scriptures for yourself. Nicodemus said, does the Lord judge a man until you know what he's doing and what he's saying? You don't judge somebody until you know what they're saying. I followed the same thing in the past because I heard the words. I was in Georgia then. They, talk, they say, this preacher has to go name it, claim it, grab it. And I said, I don't want anything to do with that. I'm righteous. I'm not, I don't want that. 
I didn't search to see what they were saying. I didn't know what they were doing. I just assumed those that were opposed to him knew better, and they were telling me the truth. I didn't want to do that. But then I had somebody that I really respect, T.L. husband. You've you've heard me say that a lot. And he was saying about the same thing. And I'm thinking, maybe I'm wrong. (laughs) I better search these things for myself. So I started reading the scriptures. And I found that some of these people, they may have wrong motives. I can't judge them. Okay? I can't judge them. But the word of God remains the same. That's not going to change because they have a wrong motive. They want to be rich. They want money. And they're manipulating. That's not my business. I have to go with what God says. And if you reject that, you reject God himself. And you did it because of a man. That's not right. We have to have ultimate respect for what God says, regardless of who he's using to say. God can use anybody. Amen? Listen to this. Acts 17, verse 10 and 11. It says, And the the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night into Berea, who come in thither, went into the synagogue of the Jews. These were more noble. Another, script, another translation. They were more honorable. These were more honorable than those in Thessalonica. In that, why were they more noble? In that they received the word of God with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. This was Paul preaching. They were checking Paul out. They didn't just receive his word. They went to the scriptures to make sure that what Paul was saying to them was right. Most Christians don't even do that. They hear somebody says, God doesn't heal anymore. Like Chuck Swindoll. I used to think, what is he saying? So when Jesus died on the cross, after his death, his death caused him to lose all his power to heal. And only the devil can heal now. Because there are certain people in the world that use all kinds of stuff to affect maybe supposed healing. That's silly. Why would Jesus die on the cross? Who, somebody who has been healing me, thousands, millions of people, possibly in the land. And just because he died, he lost his power to heal? Does that make sense? He died to redeem us, and then in so doing, he lost his power to heal people. That's wrong. But that's what most people want to receive. They think they're doing right. It's absolutely wrong. And I'm not going to stay in your camp if that's what you believe. Because he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Tell me when he changed. Don't tell me in those days when God... I say this a lot. In those days when God was young and strong. But now he's become ancient of days. And he doesn't do much anymore. That's what we hear. And people receive that. Because of the person who is speaking it. I don't care who you are. You're just a man just like me. 
Both of us have the same responsibility to search the scriptures for ourselves. And I can come up with something from the scriptures. Now I tell you the truth. You can tell me something and prove it from the scripture. I'll change my mind. Any day. If you're right. And I can see it from the word. Respecting the word of God. Amen. Listen to this. Let them shout for joy. Psalm 35 verse 27. Let them shout for joy and be glad. I'm going somewhere with this. Let them shout for joy and be glad. So God is telling his people to what? Shout for joy and be glad. We don't do that a lot, but we do that during praise and worship. We shout. But this is what God says. Let them shout for joy and be glad. Who favors, who favor my righteous cause? How many of you here favor his righteous cause? Can I see your hand up? He says, shout for joy. And let them say, how often? Let them say, how often? Continually. This is a command from God. What is he asking you to say? Let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his saints. That's God saying prosperity of his saints. God wants his saints to constantly say from their mouth, God, you have pleasure in my prosperity. Can you say that? God, you... Oh, oh my God. <laughs> when the saints come dragging in. <laughs> no, when they, say with me, God, you have pleasure in my prosperity. Say it like you mean it. God, you have pleasure in my prosperity. That's what God says to say. Continually. We don't do that. We read it, we say, how nice. But we don't do what God commands. You see where we are missing it? God says, say continually that he, he, first of all, he wants you to be glad. Why? Because he's going to prosper you if you keep saying, God has prosperity. God has pleasure in my prosperity. Can you understand that? It's simple. Sometimes we make the word of God so complicated and we lose out completely. It's not that complicated. It's English. Is means is. Okay? <laughs> That's what it says. It's very clear. Whenever, this is what I've found in my life over the years. Whenever God has placed something in your heart and you believe it, Guess what happens? Opposition. Sometimes it comes from your family. Yes. When you get saved (laughs) and you start going to church, guess what your family members say to you? They've called me all kinds of names, false preachers, stuff like that. I'm not studying you. You didn't call me. But God goes through. There's always opposition. When God gives you truth, 
and you keep taking hold of truth, and you begin to walk in that truth, there will be people opposing you. And sometimes they are good people. Sometimes it's somebody that you look up to, and guess what? I believe God is trying you to see if you move your position because of their, their stature. I think that's what he's doing. He just wants to know if you really believe this or you stay with it. So you put people in your path. They will later follow you when God's using you. I remember when I was in Georgia and I started casting out demons from people. Initially, they were laughing at me. We have a meeting. They will laugh and say, uh, this was years back. They, they will say, good luck believes all of these things. And they, 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 every one of them, these were my schoolmates. They will put their hands on and be laughing. And then they found a girl that was, had a psychiatric problem. Um, she was seen uh, a psychiatrist in, uh, in Atlanta, but I lived in Athens. And she was asking for help because she wasn't, nothing was happening much. And so she talked to some of my fellow believers in church, schoolmates, and they said, there's only one person that's crazy enough to understand what you're saying. His name is Good Luck. <laughs> Go and find him. She came. We prayed. I prayed for her because I knew it was demonic for some of it. And she went back to our psychiatrist. And the psychiatrist says, what happened to you? Where did all of these chains come from? Guess what? The people that were laughing and snickering and criticizing they were now the ones that are looking for people to bring to good luck for help. They now believed in me. So they will oppose you, but don't, don't let that shake you. You understand what I'm saying? Don't let that move you. Stay with what God says. And God will prove himself on your behalf. That's my whole thing. I don't listen, I listen to ministers if I don't understand what they are saying. And it seems off, I say, well, maybe I'm not where you are yet, but I'm not receiving what you're saying. Because I can't, the scripture doesn't seem to learn to say that. That's the way I do it. I don't criticize them. Just let them be. I'm not your judge. But I stick with the scripture. This is what the Bible says in Joshua 1, verse 6 and 8. Only be strong and very courageous. You need strength and courage to do what God says. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe. If you are not strong, you listen to opposition, you will not observe. You are not going to do it. Because you are afraid of what they think of you. When they call you a false teacher, you believe wrongly, you are crazy, and then you immediately quit. Whereas the word is saying exactly what you know he's saying. You never quit. And God realizes, God knew this, and so he was encouraging Joshua, don't, don't give in. Stay strong what you know. Because there's going to be opposition. There are people like, they oppose Moses. But you got to stay strong. And be very courageous. So, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you, do not turn from, the, from it to the right, and who is going to make him forsake? People. You're wrong. They even put pressure on Moses. Turn from it to the right, 
hand or to the left. That you may what? Prosper. There's the word again. God wants us to prosper. Not everybody a millionaire. And this week I've spent a lot of time praying. I know Pastor I remember this. And God reminded me. And I'm going to say it again today. I used to say to the church, God's going to give us five million years. Remember that, Pastor Al? I'm telling you, I'm believing God for that. You may start from obscurity, but God's going to get you there. I'm believing God for at least five million years in our church. God's going to do it. God's going to do it. I've been saying it years ago and I abandoned it. And this, this week or so, God reminded me, you used to say five million years. What's happened to you? I quit. I quit. I don't care where your state is. You can't do it. But I need you to believe God's word. Amen? I need you to believe God's word. And believe that no matter where you are, you know the my pillow guy? My pillow guy? That was a drug addict. Then he found Jesus. And Jesus gave him an idea. Made him uncomfortable with sleeping. Okay? And so he decided, I got to do something about it. Guess what? He's a multi-millionaire. He's always on television. Sometimes I say, oh my God, my fellow guy is back again. (laughs) But he has a testimony. A drug addict. God can put in your mind one simple idea that nobody has thought about and then show you how to work it out as you pray. And then it transforms your life. The guy, I'm sure he's giving money to all kinds of people to help. He's able to do that. It's not about you. It's about the kingdom of God. Amen? It's about the kingdom of God. It says that you may observe to do according to all that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from me to the right or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. Whether you are in Houston, or you are in Dallas, or Tai Tai, Georgia, wherever you are, guess what? The prosperity follows you. That's wherever you go. No matter what's happening in your life, that you may prosper wherever you go. Then he said, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe. When you stay with the book, and you keep reading the book, then you are able to observe, because you really cannot do it on your own. It's the meditation of the, in the book that you may be able to observe all that is written in it. Until you stay with the book and shut out everything else, you are not able to do what is demanded of you. But if you shut out everybody, all the noise around you, and you stay with the book, and meditate on the book, all of a sudden, the miracles will begin to take place in your life. That's what this is all about. I'm not into this, we got five million years in that church. That's inconsequential. I don't care about that. But I want to see God's word working in the life of his people. That's my point. 
I want to see God active in your life. So your children can see God's blessing and doing stuff in your life that they can't explain and they never go away from it. Because they know the God that's working in your life. You hearing me, people? This is so important. Don't listen to what everybody's saying. Stay with the word of God. If I tell you something that is contrary, uh, like Tim P. used to say, spit out the bones, just eat the flesh. Amen. I may be wrong, but God will correct me. You are not my master, okay? But when you see it real in the world, stay with it. Because that's what God wants you to have. It says you may be able to do all according to all that is written in it. And then it says, because then you will make your way prosperous. How many know we have to walk with God? You can't sit down and say, God, you do the rest. (laughs) You do all. It's going to walk through you. But it it gives you the idea. And then you begin to work it. And then he brings, the funny thing, he will bring people into your life that you never knew. You need somebody to do this. And you're talking. And the guy says, oh, my brother used to do this. He's very good at it. And you say, wow. Now you got somebody to help you with that area. God can do it. Change your mind. My wife referred to it, expand the borders of your tent. Let God, believe God. And God is going to do it. I believe he's going to do it for our church. I'm going to be seeing the millionaires. God will do it. And sometimes it will come from somebody we never thought about. You know why? So you cannot say, he's, this person is so smart. He already has PhDs and DDDs. He's very smart. And you go, when they tell you, God has blessed me, we, we know. Just tell us, you are not that smart to do this. Tell us how we can get in the boat with you. God's going to do it. Amen? God's going to do it. You have, you'll be prosperous, and then you have good success. Listen to this scripture. I like to stay with scripture. Psalm 118, verse 22, which scripture you know very well in the New Testament. It says, the stone which the builders rejected. How many of you heard that scriptures before in the New Testament? The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. This is the Lord's doing. Where are we going with this? It is marvelous in our sight. And then another scripture that we sing about. This is the day the Lord has made. How many sung that song? This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. We, we sing that. It's great. I, like, I love it. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Then what follows? Save now, I pray. Oh Lord, you can see the intensity of this prayer here. After all, we chief cornerstone and all of that. Save now, O Lord, all capitalized. O Lord, I pray. What does he want? Send now what? Prosperity. Send now prosperity. The children of God need prosperity. That's what they prayed for. 
They were intense in this prayer. Think about it. Send now prosperity. And then in the church, ah, these are prosperity teachers. Ajolo Sin, ah, is a prosperity teacher. Have you listened to Ajolo Sin, really? Or you just heard what people said about him? It's true. I've saw somebody, he was criticizing Joel Osteen, and I asked him, I said, do you know Joel Osteen? No. Have you ever listened to his message? No. How do you know to criticize him then? Have you been in the church? No. So, where did you get all this stuff from? I don't know what he's doing. I didn't call him. God called him. Let God deal with him. If he's in the wrong. But I'm not going to judge him. Everybody has his first set of ministry. Everybody with their own gifts. If God's truly using him and you're criticizing him, guess who you're criticizing? I don't go there. Let them alone. And more so, listen to what they're saying. Try to find out what, if it bothers you, search. Listen to what they're saying. And check it with the scriptures to see if they're right. If they're wrong, then don't listen to them anymore. That's the way I see it. You never see me come to the pulpit and start criticizing another preacher. I I, I didn't call them. I'm not the one that called them. Let God who called them deal with them if they're wrong. And you, God, deal with me in what I'm doing. That's what it is. Send prosperity. Would you say that to God? Oh, Lord, send now prosperity. There are a lot of preachers, they just say it. And I can tell, guarantee you, some of them don't know those scriptures. They don't, they've never gone there. They stay with salvation and end there. There's more to salvation. There are precepts. There are doctrines. Paul didn't stay with salvation in his teachings. Read the scriptures. He had a lot, a lot more to say than just being saved. That's very important. And you know the scripture. I used to say it years ago. Psalm 23. How many of you know that scripture? (laughs) I quoted the scripture like a parrot. Didn't care what he was saying. Just the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures and all of that. He leads me in the path of righteousness. Think about what you're saying. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. Right? He is the shepherd. Good, not just the shepherd, a good shepherd. That scripture is forever established in heaven. Forever. O Lord, according to scriptures, established in heaven. It won't move. As long as God is your shepherd, you shouldn't ever know what. It's the truth. It's the truth. The only way you will know want is if you disallow it. I've said it before. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. In other words, if you read other translation, it says whatever you allow on earth is allowed in heaven. Listen, Jesus didn't limit it. He says whatever. You want to know what whatever means? It means whatever. Whatever you allow on earth If you say, and whatever you disallow on earth, 
that's what you're going to get. So Christians, the devil is coming to the church, and because he doesn't want God's work to progress, I mean, people travel. I would like to send some of our good teachers here to go and help some work in Africa. But if every time they go, they have to pay for their own their trip, $2,500, and that's taken from their family. That's not the way it's supposed to be. But if the church has an abundance, we can just send them now and don't even think about it. But what the enemy is doing is making Christians disallow God's blessing, whereas the scriptures replete with it, so that the church now is strangled and they cannot do God's work. That's why God said, I gave you the power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant with you. That's the whole purpose. It's so important. I like our church to be open. This is no false teaching. I like to teach precept upon precept. So you know what the word says. I'm accountable to him one day. I've got to give account of what I said to the people. But I guarantee you, if you will change your mind today, just like we deem, things will start changing. Don't regard where you are today. Amen? Don't even think about, this is where I am. I don't have a good education. I don't have this. Some people make a lot of money without good education. And then there are PhDs that are working several jobs. Oh, yes. Poverty does not respect profession. They get into every profession. There are nurse practitioners that God is blessed. And then there are some others that are still struggling. It's all about God. Amen? It's all about God. And I'm begging this congregation, open up. Believe God. And let God bless your family. So nobody comes to repossess your car. It's painful. When you repossess your car, you can go to work. That's not God's will. You know it's not God's will. But I want people of God to open up. Because God wants to bless us with prosperity. And he's going to do that. I pray about that all the time. Not because I want money for the church. I want to see what I preach fulfilled in the lives of the people that are hearing it. That's my joy. When I pray for people and they get healed, I'm glad to see it. When I pray for them and they're demonized and the demons leave and they're happy. I remember seeing one girl I prayed for. She had some kind of a spirit. acted like a, a marine spirit. But then I didn't see her for a while and I went into a church and she was up front just praising God like crazy. This woman was possessed. When I saw her, my heart was glad. And when you talk about prosperity, it's not all about money. I will come to that. But by the grace of God, for the little work I've done in the kingdom, I have a lot of people today that are pastors all over that God is raised. Some of them, I didn't know they would become pastors. They're now pastors. And I did this before I became a pastor, when I was just a, a church member, just talking to people. I believe in that way my life is blessed. I'm blessed. I have these people affecting the kingdom. Little I did in their life. Uh, there's a man that I'm going to invite to our church. I met him in Georgia. Very smart guy. 
extremely smart. He was doing his PhD in chemistry. He wasn't saved. Uh, but he took to me. He just liked me. He wanted to be around me. I witnessed to him so much. I witnessed to him so much. I thought I had failed. Because he wouldn't give his life to Christ. He's too smart. PhD chemistry. He was known in the campus. That guy, he's something else. For some reason, he loved me. I left Georgia, came to, to Texas, and then all of a sudden, there was Vincent calling. Good luck. I said, yeah, Vincent, how did you find my number? He told me, I've been trying to get back with you. I'm a born-again Christian now. I'm a born-again Christian now. He's a Nigerian. I called him recently. I heard the top ministers, the very top ministers, he gathers them. He was talking to me on the phone, preaching at me. And I said, hey, I'm the one that taught you all this stuff. Where you talk? But now he gathers ministers, top ministers, and he's teaching. Ministers that have large churches in Nigeria. He said, God told me not to have a church. And he has connections. You can't believe he's now a professor. Just the little you do. In my life, it's not all about money. Amen? It's about the kingdom. My heart rejoices in that. To know that somebody that I witnessed to is now that much of a statue in a big person in Nigeria where the top ministers, top, top ministers, if some of you can check, even Oyedipo, they will be where he's, he's talking. That's the way God does. Will I be around those people? Probably not. But Vincent can. <laughs> Vincent can. Amen? Stand up with me today. Open up your mind. I'm still going to continue with this. By the time the message is, this series is finished, Believe me, some of us will begin to see God in action because he always walks with us, confirming his word with signs following. How many believe that? He confirms his word with signs following. So open up your mind. If you have questions, talk to me. I'm not going to rebuke you. I will sit down and converse. That's my job. Amen? That's my job. But if you are fully convinced, start believing God for something better for your life and your family. Another thing is never too late. Some of us will say, well, uh, I'm already retired now. What could God do with a retired man? Uh, You are sadly mistaken. God can do in one day what you've been struggling to do for 50 years. That's God can do that. Amen? Would you lift your hands up to the Lord today and thank him? for the words that come to you today and tell him God I do believe I believe in your word and I accept it wholeheartedly I let go of my prejudices and my mistakes in this matter and open myself to you so that you can bless me and bless my family and he will he will do that he will do that Angela would you come and take over Let's close in prayer. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you for your word. 
We thank you that we are prosperous. We thank you that you give us the power to get wealth. Father, we walk in that anointing. Father, because of your covenant that you made with Abraham and also through Jesus. So, Father, we receive from you today. Father, as we go about our week, your blessings go before us. Your favor surrounds us like a shield. We will be a blessing to everyone we meet this week. Our words will be seasoned with salt. Our lives will be fragrant to you, O God. Everyone who sees us will know that we belong to you because of the way we speak and the way we carry ourselves. And they will be blessed, O God. The anointing on us, every one of us here, will rub off onto somebody this week. Be with us, O God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You're dismissed.